production of sound bros productions so it's uh like we said it's thursday we're moving through the week it's pretty fun um the weather outside is gorgeous today Um, it it actually really was it was very nice today um that is unless you're stuck inside you know repairing a hole in your ceiling yes there's that so tell us about the hole in your ceiling nick so uh i woke up this morning at about six um, and I was super tired, and I was like, you know what? I really should go back to sleep. But I have this terrible habit of um, not going back to sleep and going and sitting on my um, on the couch out in my living room. Right. Um, much to the chagrin of former um, roommates of mine, <laughs> current company included. Indeed. Um, anyway, so I fell asleep. Kind of half asleep, half awake. About 6.15, I heard this loud, like, thump. And uh, I thought that something had fallen off of the shelf in the laundry room, because that happens from time to time, because they've got some tarps and stuff up there. And the house is old, and when you walk around and everything shakes all the time, things are bound to shake loose. Well, in this case, it wasn't something (laughs) off of the shelf. It was all of the blown-in insulation... In the ceiling over the door to the laundry room. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. All at once, just fell right through the ceiling. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. That is that is crazy. And uh, so water dripping out, just a little bit, not a lot, like little drips here and there. You could see that it was pretty wet. Um and of course, I didn't have the landlord's phone number at the time, which makes things even better. Right. Um, so I had to text you. Indeed. And wait for you to wake up and respond to me. You should have just called me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was up late last night. Anyway, so I got the landlord's number. I call him twice. No answer. Uh-oh. So I called you, and you were asleep, and I woke you up, which I feel bad about. Don't. I was but just up late. So then I drive over to his house. He's not there. So I wait a little while and then call him again. Okay. And um, the uh, turns out that he had pinched a hose behind his... um, Sorry, I'm leaning forward to do sound stuff real quick. Hold on. Buttons. Work, you foul beast. There we go. Uh, that is the current thing to do with uh, with sound equipment is you yell at it and tell it what to well, do. Well, it doesn't work when you hit it at all. Is that better? Uh, yeah, actually. Let's see. Go ahead. Test, 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 oh, test, test. Better. Yes, thank you. Okay, very good. 
button. Button. Oh, now you're going to work just fine. Yeah, okay. Now that it's not important anymore. Okay, so anyway. So I finally get through to my landlord at about 10. And he, so what what had happened is in his house, he had pulled the washer, washer his uh, dishwasher. Yes. He had pulled it out to work on it, to fix it. Uh-huh. And when he had put it back, he had pinched the hose that went to the ice maker on his refrigerator. So he was having trouble as well. So he had, like, he was looking at the ground and was like, there's water on the ground over here. What the heck? So he starts tracing it back and finds the pinch. And he had to, so he had to fix all of that this oh, morning. Oh, my gosh. So I call him and he was like, I guess he was already, like, prepared for it, I guess, mentally. <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'll be right over. So he shows up and he's got wood and, and the saw. So and, did he repair it? Yeah. So well, actually what we did first is um, we pulled the rest of it out. Um, all the way across the entire wall, all the, the entire ceiling, pulled everything down, put a piece of, um, wood over the top of the heater unit and just pulled everything out, pulled it all out, pulled down a bunch of rotted wood. And then he replaced the drywall with a half inch plywood. Nice. So needless to say, it will probably not come down again unless it's like a deluge on there or something like that. Wow. But that took me till about... About 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago, nice. to finish up. Um, and it's still not done. I mean, he stuffed insulation in there and everything. That that foam, in, that um, it's like that fiberglass yeah. stuff mm-hmm. in there. But I've got to go through. I'm going to get some of that great stuff, that foam great stuff. I... And I'm going to seal all the edges. Um, and then we'll have to figure out some way to tape it all up and texture it, make it look nice. There you go. But I mean, it's solid and secure now, and well, that's good. It's it's pretty amazing. So, um, yeah. So I have a a very interesting random story on cool. uh, since we're on the subject of houses. Oh, houses. Okay. So a guide to seepage pits. Ooh, seepage for pits for septic systems uh, disposal. Oh, okay. So um, this will be a little bit here. We're going to talk about some seepage. So, this document explains what a dry, a dry well or seepage pit is. Give safety and maintenance advice for dry wells. Anyway, basically, um, in, in, just make sure that when you install anything like that in your, uh, in your yard, uh, either a dry well or around a septic tank, uh, make sure you have a uh, seepage pit. And um, because you don't, you know... Nothing worse than having, you know, backed up seepage. Yes. Or any type of seepage. Nothing worse than that. Because um, seepage is just a, you know. It's just a bad thing. Septic systems are right up your alley. Are they? Yes. Since you have a septic system in your I house. I do actually have a septic in my house, and so do you. I do. You are on a septic as well. Yep. And uh, I currently have a problem with one of my toilets, and so um, seepage is something that I'm worried about. Yes, indeed. Um, Although I, I the lo- issue with your toilet is less about seepage and more about plunging through the floor. Yeah, but if I plunge through the floor, then I'll have seepage. Which would be a crappy situation. It would be a crappy situation. All the situation. way around. So, um, and I'm going to say this now. You're welcome, Casey. I talked about seepage. <laughs> See, this is what happens. If you want us to talk about something on the show, all you got to do oh. is let one of us know. And so, uh, shout out to our friend Casey, 
up in Montana who uh, who texted me and said, talk about seepage. That's the only text. That was the text. Talk about seepage. Nice. So Solid. we discussed seepage today. Speaking of which, yesterday we were talking about the study of words. Otherwise known as a cesspool or cistern. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yesterday we were talking about words. Words, right? Words. The study of words, which is etymology. Etymology? Etymology, yes. Yes. So I looked it up yesterday to make sure. Is that sure. why they're called the Ents in Lord of the Rings? Entomology? No, yeah. no, no. Continue. That, it's funny that you should say that because I looked it up to make sure. Because there are two different studies that have very similar names. There's etymology and there's entomology. Etymology is the study of words. Ed? ed. Etymology. Etymology. And entomology. And entomology is the study of insects. Neither one of them has anything to do with trees. Well, insects do have something to do with trees. And yeah. technically, in the case of the trees from Lord of the Rings, which are called ents, um, they do have a very unique language. True. It takes a lot to say that has a very anything complex dialect. in Oh. Old Indish. Indeed. So, the interestingly enough, the reason I know what entomology is, is because one of our good friends, who used to be a missionary to China. Ah, yes. He <laughs> went... Wow, uh, sorry. It's all good. Um, so, when he was over there, he... the So, back way back when... Now it's a little different. Guys can go over there and they can just be English. They're teaching English. They just have a class or teaching English and then they, you know, do whatever. Anyway, um, it's a little different now because it's a little bit more lenient, I think. But back then, he went and were actually was he actually lived on a on a campus, a college campus, and he taught English on a college campus to people who spoke Chinese, you know, to the Chinese students, right? Yes. And um, what what he would do is he would get himself to a point where he would just kind of conveniently quit his job mm-hmm. and just be a missionary in China. Illegally, secretly. If that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so one day he had, so he would have these um, officials from the government, from the, from the party, the Communist Party would show up and they would ask him questions about what he did. Well, this one lady showed up and um, she was all upset about it and blah, blah, blah. And she's haranguing him about it. And he, he tells her, because, you know, China has a very diverse insect population. Right. And so he actually did, as a hobby, side hobby, he did actually <coughs> study them. So he told her that he was an entomologist. She had no clue what an entomologist was. But one of the common traits in communism is that Never, Everyone is equal. Yes, and you and never so admit that you're. You cannot you admit that you are less. And so she was. She refused to ask him what an entomologist was. Wow. And he actually let, he actually survived there in the area he was in for quite a while because of that, without any harassment from the government at all. Because she refused... Because he's an entomologist. Well, he's, you, don't you know? Don't you know? He's an entomologist. Oh my gosh. He's yeah. very important. Wow. Yep. So he used to smuggle Bibles through, actually, into China. 
That's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's got some pretty crazy stories. Anyway, so... I've actually got some pretty good stories here. I'm I'm finding some very unique... Okay, so have you heard about this? And and I'm not... I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm on an odd subject here, but... Have you heard about this sunning thing that these people are doing now? Sunning? Yeah. So it's a new... Um, it's a new ritual that a bunch of people are starting to do um, where they go outside and take off all their clothes and point their butt at the sunlight and get some sun directly on your nethers. Um, and apparently it gives you all this energy. It's it's a sun god worship thing. Um, but the best part is that um, there are... Um, uh, so far, uh, one story I read about Josh Brolin, the actor, mm-hmm. he burnt his butthole. That would make sense. I, so here's the thing. When something... I mean, what, what, where would it cross your mind to, to even, like... I mean, like, how would you, how would you get to the point where I'm going to go outside and and, like, contort my body to the point where the sun can shine right on my you know and uh and expect to not get burnt people do that all the time yeah but it's never seen it never sees the no, I mean, never, normally i mean like not this in this case but i mean people who normally <coughs> are not out in the sun right go out into the sun and get sunburned all the time right like this is a normal thing yeah why i, I why, get burnt every time i go outside why would it be any different for someone doing something stupid well see that's my point even more it's so. just kind of stupid i don't know why i it just it was a weird thing that popped up. It's like, what the heck? So weird. These people, just weird. Ugh. Anyway. What's up with you in the... You're, I don't know. You're like I have on, the weird stories You're like today. in the toilet today with all of your stories. Um, actually, here's a really funny story. Um, oh, good lord. The dad who go. took over his do- his daughter's social media. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, as punishment. And then he becomes more popular than her. Got him. 15-year-old girl who's um, who who chose to let her dad take control of her social media as a punishment, quickly regretted the decision as he posted a series of hilarious photos and videos. Feeling cute, might delete later, he posted with his uh, dad face. Um, When 15-year-old Madeline was caught helping sneak boys into a sleepover party, her parents decided she needed to be punished. Tanya Ford and Larry Sumter let their daughter decide her own fate, one month without a phone or a reduced sentence of two weeks without a phone, but her parents would be given freedom of her social media. <laughs> Picking the latter, the high school student from Texas had seen her dad post has seen her dad post selfies on Instagram with the caption feeling cute, might delete later, and dance on TikTok wearing a crop top and jean shorts. That's hysterical. Leaving her begging to change her choice. But it's not all bad news for Madeline, who has seen her social media accounts surge in popularity with fans desperate to keep up with Larry's antics. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's like that guy who um, who dress, who would dress up in a costume every day mm-hmm. and uh, would sit, take his kids out to the to the bus dressed up in a different costume every day. Oh, yes. Yes. Remember that story? Yeah, that was a good it's one. classic. So um, mom, uh, mom told Tanya today, after the first day, Madeline was like, I changed my mind. I choose the one month. Larry told her, no, I'm too invested. I have too many ideas. We're sticking with the two weeks. Got him. He's loving it. I think he's going to have his own TikTok account when this is over. Dad has become, has even become popular with his daughter's classmates who regularly check for his Snapchat updates. (laughs) 
Embarrassing Madeline at school is nothing new for Larry. With the commercial construction, uh, with the commercial construction manager often picking her up, dressed as a school mascot with the music blaring to ensure uh, all eyes are on her, he has had no plans to stop. So it's the same guy. It probably is. <laughs> it's yeah. fantastic. Oh, this guy's my hero. Um, so okay, so he this is a picture he posted next to a flamingo in front of a pool, and he's wearing a sailor hat. Or a captain's boat hat and a pink tank top. Excellent. <laughs> you know what's funny is that th- this brings up a, a thought. His fans are now calling for him to start his own accounts now that the punishment is over. You know, you know how people talk about like being um, embarrassed by their parents. You yes. Know, you know. Yeah, of course. Clear, I mean, this story is literally about that. She is feeling embarrassed about her parents. And her parents are more popular than she is. Right? Right, yeah. Clearly. Very, very much so. I don't ever remember being embarrassed by my parents. No, we never were. Embar- well, we have awesome parents. And we're all theater people. I mean, even... But I, I mean, mom and dad have done some ridiculous things. You know what I mean? But even still, I, it was just like... It's just who my parents are. I'm not like... I think it's just one of those things where it's just I I don't know about any of our other brothers, but I don't sugarcoat I don't sugarcoat things. Well, obviously I don't. Clearly, because of the last two stories. <laughs> but welcome to Pod Bros on Thursday. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> also, uh, shout out to our brother Joe. Yeah. Um, who uh, who dropped us a little bit of uh, investment cash. Um, and is the uh, is the reason why we have this new microphone that we just got. This is an MXL um, new mic, and it is beautiful. It's gold. It's gaudy. It's got the gold on it. It looks snazzy, and it is the reason. It is the reason for the mic. good sound right now. You so. have a pimp mic in front of you right now. It's green and gold. It's, How is that a pink pimp mic? It is totally like if you were to take those colors. And put them on like a um, a sofa. <laughs> what are those? No, what are those? What are those big, huge boat cars? Like in um, what's the car that he's driving in? Uh, Undercover <coughs> brother. Oh, uh, like a um, like a Cadillac, a big yeah, like long a, Cadillac, like an old Cadillac. Old style if you were to Cadillac. take those colors and put them on a Cadillac, Pimped. a convertible Cadillac. Oh, geez, giant, giant. Like uh, tray size fro on your head, the little mustache, and the sideburns. You're ridiculous. You could totally be a '70s pimp. I like my mic with those colors. So I should paint the body of the mic then gold. Or no, I'm saying you should take your beard and put it on your head and just go with it. I can't. T- how am I supposed to get my beard on my head? I don't know. This was your idea. How am I supposed to do it? I'm just the one who comes up with ideas. You're, you're supposed to figure out. The, oh no 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 no! I'm not going to make them happen. Don't, you, don't they do it? Don't they do the implants thing where you do the thing where they they pull the hair from other places? They and poke all the, the holes in, and it looks like you've planted grass on your head. Yes, very spotty, shoddy grass. Yeah, but it fills in after a while after you watered it and you fertilize it and you mow it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fertilizing my forehead. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't work that way. I'm good. I'm good with a bald head. Actually, I like being bald. Yeah, um, you don't I think, look too bad. Bald. I think if I if I decide I want hair, I'll just go the the route of a wig. 
So we should probably mention that today's show is going to be a little bit shorter due to uh, Nick's house debacle. Yes, indeed. Um, and uh, we were going to be having the uh, heat guy come and fix stuff today, but he was going to be here too late. So um, it will be tomorrow. Ah. Um, so well, I have your, another, your house is actually nice and warm right now. I have another ridiculous story. Luke? Do you, I know. I, it's actually... It's been holding at about 70 degrees with just the two heaters. It's it's nice because the the weather has been nice. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been too cold. No. And I apologize about the coughing. I've been I've been having a dying. little bit of trouble under the weather. He's been dying. Okay, so boy 6, he's 6 years old, born with a tail, quote unquote, is worshiped as a monkey god. Okay. Um but his parents hid him away. So, um so he was born he was with born an unusual with growth tail? of hairs uh, that look like a tail on his back. And his neighbors in India believe he is a reincarnation of the Hindu monkey god, monkey god, Hanuman. Hmm. Hanuman. Yeah. That's so, fun. It's not a tail. He just has hair on his back. You, you have a lot of uh, posterior stories today. It's his back, not his butt. But it's still the backside of his body. I guess that's true. Okay, this is a not butt story. This is a not back story. This is the way to eat a McDonald's meal with one hand. Oh, interesting. So, I think, I think McDonald's trick eat to a eat meal a full hand. meal with one hand. Um, and apparently it's dividing fans up. So McDonald's posted a diagram of a hack which it claimed will allow customers to enjoy one-handed meal. But some were convinced the trick would see their precious food all over the floor. So basically what it is, is um, uh, you you take your cup and you open your sandwich so that it's in the, the box, the box that your sandwich comes in, and it folds open flat, and you put your straw through the middle of it, and it sits on top of your cup. So it looks like a tea. Okay. Um, and then you pour your fries... In the back of the in thing. I've the, seen that a bunch of times. Into the back of the thing. Yeah, that's a pretty common... I, I've never seen it on the cup, but I have seen the fries in the back of the thing. And it's pretty cool. It's got a no screwdriver, no screws, and uh, no crowbar needed. Ooh, no crowbar needed. Yeah. Hashtag daily nuggets. However. I think it's brilliant. However, a crowbar is needed when head crabs are involved. Truth. Truth. It actually looks like it would work. What I'm confused about is why you would need to put the food on top of the cup. So that you can hold the whole cup with one hand and then eat your food with the other hand and then sip it. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that makes sense. The burger weighs more than the chips, making the box tip over, including the Excuse drink. me, did you say chips? Yeah, these are written by English people who don't know how to speak. Are they, are they from Canada? Fish and chips. I think they call them chips in Canada. I think they call them chips everywhere else in the world except for America. Yeah! Which is America! Which is ridiculous because where were French fries invented? In America. In America. People in your chips. Well, technically, in other countries, they're not French fries, they're chips. They're actually made different. Are they really? Mm -hmm. Well, all right. So, with that being said, let's talk about the weather. Uh, yes, let's do the weather before I find something else ridiculous. So, right now it's 51 degrees, mostly cloudy, 57% humidity, full visibility, unlike yesterday where there was only four miles of visibility. 
Yeah, it was pretty good yesterday. Um, it's supposed to stay pretty cloudy until Saturday. And then the storm that we've been talking about has been pushed into late Saturday evening. Um, mainly after 11 p.m. So you're not really going to see much of that storm until Sunday. Well, that's good. And on Sunday, it's only a 50% chance, so we may actually not see any rain at all from that storm. And then it's just going to be kind of cloudy. Um, typical, typical Arizona days up in the 50s during the day, down in the 30s, 20s during the night. So that's the weather. <clears throat> that was quick weather. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't find any other stories, so I just had some time to read the weather, so I didn't have to read through it while I was giving it. So well, you know, what we could talk about what can we talk about? Well, Luke? we do kind of have this whole Sound Bros business thing. We do have this Sound Bros business thing, um, and um, and we are in the process right now of um, getting everything finalized um, and trying to decide. How we're going to do investors. Yes, we are. And so, um, first and foremost, uh, if there's anyone listening and you want to invest, drop us a line. Let us Indeed. know. Indeed. Um, if you have an idea of what to do uh, for some funding, let us know. Um, we actually don't need that much, surprisingly. We're, nope. we're uh, calculated out here. We're, we're working on crunching some numbers here. But we are, um, since we already have... A good significant amount of equipment. Um, yeah, it won't be. It won't be that much money. Yeah, it, it, it'll be nice. We're uh, we're looking at a, a very limited amount to start. So, um, that's uh, that's kind of cool. You know, I'm 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 excited about that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to have some some good quality recording in air in in yep. in the area. You know, not that there isn't good quality recording, but you know, just another option. So. I actually yeah. haven't heard much about any of the recording studios around. I there. think there's only one recording studio. Is there? It's in Prescott somewhere. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. I've heard mixed reviews. Have you heard about the, uh, you know, so during Christmas time in New York City, um, there is at the, uh, the, um, at the uh, uh, Rockefeller Center or mm-hmm. wherever it is. Talking about that yesterday. No, it's not the Rockefeller Center. Radio City Music Hall, sorry. Okay. And they have the Rockettes, right? That's mm-hmm. the uh, the group of ladies that, that dance. Mm-hmm. Well, they have a new Rockette, and her name is Sydney Mesher. Okay. Um, and she was born in Oregon, I believe, and has no left hand. And so they're is... making a huge big deal about the fact that she is the first openly deformed person ever employed by the Radio City Musical. I'm curious about something. What? Is she is she like phenomenal at what she does? Or is yes. she just all right? No, she's like really, really good. Why? <laughs> what you didn't see... <laughs> Was me going, what is he talking about? Thinking purely politically and thinking about the fact that um, she had mentioned that she didn't want to ever be known as the deformed one or the, oh, she's just the disabled rocket because she worked really hard to get where she is and she's really good at what she does. Nick, however, was making a pun 
on the fact that she has no left hand and she's all only right-handed. Um, and so she's just all right. And uh, when I wasn't getting it, I look up to Nick holding his right hand up, giving me a dumb look. So, good grief. <laughs> With that being said, um, yeah. it is the bottom of the hour. Already? Yep. Wow. How are we at the bottom of the hour? Because that's how things work. Well, that's how the cookie crumbles. Indeed. It is Pod Bros. Once again, we're here in Prescott, Prescott Valley, Chino, Chino, uh, Chino Paulden. And Dewey Humboldt. So we're in the Quad Sept City areas. Quad City um, area. Quad City area. Just leave it at Quad. It's it's not Sept until... It has Alden. never been Quad. It's always been the Tri-City area. Yeah, but now it's the Quad City area. Why did they change it? Because there's four cities. <clears throat> well, that's ridiculous. And I don't think they're going to call it the Sept City area when we go to five. I doubt that very much. I think they're probably just going to go to the Prescott Metro area. Oh, there you go, Prescott Metro. Because that that's, sense. I mean, Phoenix is called the Phoenix Metro area, and there's who knows how many cities that are down there. That's ten, I think, plus. Ten? Is there ten? Ten plus, yeah. Wow. There's like fi- it's like 5.6 million people. We've discussed that before. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I'm... Uh, it's all good. I have um I have tear seepage. Yes, you from do. From my eyes. From young. My eyes are malfunctioning. Uh, so has anybody seen the new frozen no i haven't um i haven't seen it and i've heard it's good i've heard it's not good um i'm going with a couple of my friends this weekend we're gonna go see it Mm. um i did see that new knives out movie that movie was a phenomenal movie that was a great murder mystery yeah it was very very well done um good clean Mind mess up movie. Mind bender. It was a it was a brain also, bender. Also, we went and saw um, Midway. Oh yes, and um, I know that you have never seen the original. No, I have not. But I have. I, you know, I figured since we're talking about movies, we might as well talk about an old movie. So we haven't talked about an old movie this week. Let's talk about Midway. Indeed. So. Um, I saw the original, and it was awesome. It's a classic, you know, military movie. And they, they actually did a good job because they show both sides of the of the coin. You know, they show the Japanese side and everything um, in the original. Um, but it's a little bit more... It's told from the perspective mostly of the, um, of the Yorktown. Oh, okay. And the Yorktown was a ship that was almost sunk... During the Battle of the Coral Sea, and they actually were able to repair it right. and use it in the Battle of Midway, which was actually a major um, kind of shock type thing. When the Japanese uh, attack planes ended up finding part of the fleet, it was, there's the Yorktown, and it looks all fixed up and do, and I thought we sank it, you know. Um, but the new movie was, of course, told from the perspective of the... Uh, of the Enterprise, which was really cool. Yeah, um, it was very, it was very well done. It was, it was excellent. It was, it was an excellent. They did an excellent job. They actually went deeper into the Japanese um, political military mindset more than they did in the original. <clears throat> they also went a whole lot deeper into the uh, American political military strategic mindset right 
They actually they uh, they actually spent a whole lot more time of the movie talking about the mindset and like the personal day to day struggle. Okay. Um, in the new one, anyways, especially with you have the the main character who is a um, he pilot, lives right? yeah he's the one he's a pilot on the Enterprise he's one of the he's one of the um, one of the airline he flies one of the bomber planes. He's the only um, one to sink two ships at once. Yes, in, in he is. A... He is the only one to to um, to fire on two enemy aircraft carriers ever in the history of the United States. Um, but he lives in he lives in Honolulu with his wife, and it's just the struggle of you know coming back home and then going having to get back on the ship and go back out there, you mm-hmm. know, into the unknown, and. Uh, it was just, it was well done. It was very well done. Um, it really, it really definitely accentuates kind of, you know, you, you read you read about World War II, you hear about World War II, you watch stuff on World War II, but you don't really grasp how close we were to losing and how certain battles completely and totally changed the entire landscape of the war. I mean, before Midway, we had kind of a fleet. We had some ships on the way. Um, we didn't really have a lot at that moment to throw at the enemy. Right. Um, we did have, actually, what's interesting is we did actually have like 10 aircraft carriers being built. Um, by the time Midway, the Battle of Midway happened, we actually had 10 on the line being built aircraft carriers. Um Japan only had like two or three. And um, by the time Midway is done, they have no aircraft carriers. Or they have their air, all four of their aircraft carriers are sunk. <coughs> you know. Right. We only lost one ship that was technically already lost. So our losses were very minimal. We were able to maintain our control of Midway because Midway knew the attack was coming, unlike Pearl Harbor. So they were prepared, and they were able to affect very effectively, you know, with the assistance of um, the aircraft carriers, defend Midway, which ultimately allowed us to effectively launch our invasion into the Pacific Theater and push Japan ultimately to the point where they were forced to surrender after we, you know, threw down two massive, humongous trump cards. Right. Um, and you know, and it, on the European side, there's actually a couple of similar battles that are like key turning points in the war on the, on the European side of the theater that are like, and you're looking at it and you're like, if these battles had happened differently, the entire wars, the entire landscape of the war would be completely different. Interesting. Um, and, uh, you know. That's, it's it's something that, as Americans, we used to hold very strongly in our patriotism, and in our in the way that we did did certain things. <clears throat> is we were very um, I don't want to say warlike, but we were warriors. We right. were we were a culture of warriors. Our country and and that spirit is still around. I mean, look at what happened right after nine eleven. 
Yes. Everybody was reared up and ready to go fight. They didn't even know who they wanted to go. We've. It seems like we've lost that though. Well, well, or at least an aspect of we, it. We we've been losing it since the 1950s. We've been losing it. In the 19 at the end of the World War II, you had all these soldiers that came back. You had all these people who had. Most of them, a lot of the adults had lived through the Roaring Twenties and World War One, World War One and the Roaring Twenties, and then the Depression. And then World War Two, and it was one of those things where it's like I guess the American people, and I know that there was, I know there's some, there is a certain amount of manipulation that was going on behind the scenes, and I've mentioned this. Have I mentioned this on the show? No. Uh. Oh, okay. There's. I might talk about it later, but there an an invasion, an underlying secret invasion into our education system, um, that was sapping. The American spirit away from our youth, right at the time, and so by the time the nineteen end of the nineteen forties came around and the nineteen fifties began, the American people had taken on this concept of we don't want to have a war again. And what's interesting is that what we ended up getting was way worse than having another war. We had uh, conflict after conflict after conflict that never resolved anything. We had the Korean War. Which was a police action, and we didn't actually fix anything. Right. We actually made it worse, I think. You had the Vietnam War, which stretched on forever. Right. You know, the Vietnam War. We we won every every major battle in the Vietnam War. The U.S. won, and yet we lost the war. Why? Because the American people had had said in their in themselves, we don't want another war, and we weren't willing to do what it took to win. And we put people in charge of our country who weren't willing to do what it took to win. They were fighting a war for fighting a war's sake. Ah, uh, gotcha. And, you know, and you and then you have things like, uh, um, you know, all these little mini skirmishes that happened. Uh, you know, I don't even, you don't even know the names of all of them. It's all these little different little wars that happen. And then you have Desert Storm. Right. You know, what was that, two days or something like that? Yeah, 100 hours, I think. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, preceded by bombings, but it, w- it was one of those things where it's like, and, and we didn't even do that right. It was like, we, we completely and totally wiped out this guy's army, and then we just let him retreat. Yeah, and, and didn't finish the job. See, that the, the problem is that we're not finishing the job. Yeah, and, that's, you know? and, and so now, here we are, we're 20 plus years into... This conflict, war on terrorism, right? Mm-hmm. And we finally have a guy who is willing to do what it takes to end this stupid thing, right? Indeed. Because I mean, when it first started, it was like, all right, let's go, you know, take care of the take care of the problems. But we never ended up taking care of problems. We went into Afghanistan, and we're still in Afghanistan. Haven't fixed anything. The Taliban still exists, and the reason is we haven't dealt with. The issue. The issue is not the Taliban. They're just... They're just the bent them out. You know, you, you have gophers outside your house, or whatever they are. Yeah. Underground burying creatures. Mm-hmm. Attacking the Taliban, attacking ISIS, attacking Al-Qaeda, attacking all of these terrorist groups is like taking a shovel and digging up the, the mounds of dirt that pop up around your yard. It doesn't fix the problem. Because the problem isn't uh, the problem is the mounds of dirt because that's where they're popping their head up. But the issue is, 
you have to go and get the thing that's digging up in the ground. Right, yeah. You have to go after the person who's funding them. Who's funding them? Who's giving these organizations, who's giving these groups money? And we never did. We never went after the people that were actually doing it. We never went into Iran. We never went into Pakistan. We and, didn't. We didn't do what we needed. And to do. all of these other and other countries that were, that were not only were they, not only were they supporting these people, they were protecting them, they were giving them resources, they were allowing them to hide out in their country. I mean, for goodness' sake, where did they find Osama bin Laden? Hiding out in Pakistan, and they knew he was there. Yeah, the, the whole Pakistan time. government knew he was there. Yeah, and it's like. And so now you have Trump who's come into office and he's just like, let's just get this done. The only way out of this is a peace treaty. Because if we go all in and just, you know, buckle down and throw all in, because we haven't done that yet. We haven't thrown all in. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize, that we really have not. No, we really haven't. We really have not taken the gloves off, taken off the helmet. And been like, bring it on. You're not going to like this. And and Trump has gone there a couple of times. He dropped the Moab on that on that base, that underground base. Yeah. And he's he's done some serious, you know, attacking and whatnot. But he, I mean, he's gotten to the point very quickly. And I kind of agree with him on this one. That the answer to this, unless we're going to throw down, go all out. Then we need to just back the country out of the way. We need to be done. We need to solidify our alliances with the people that want to be allies with us. And we need to cut our losses with the people who don't. And just, you know, hey, you want our aid here in your country? That's great. We want your support. If you're not going to support us, we're out. Right. And, and, you know, and that's, I think, is so brilliant about this charade he played with. Charade. With Syria. He played the thing about this whole thing is that everybody, whether you like Trump or you don't like Trump, whether you did like Trump when he first started or didn't like him, whether you voted for him or didn't vote for him, right? The facts, right? Mm-hmm. The facts are what matter, and so this is where the this is where the missing part. This is where everybody misses because I see posts on Facebook where people talk about Trump, and then they immediately get posts from other people, and they are they're like people are like attacking each other over Trump. And what it comes down to for me is skip all of that, leave all of it out, and let's discuss the facts. And the facts are that even under assault from the Democrats and some of the Republicans, Mm -hmm. for the last three years while he has been in office, coming up on four, Mm -hmm. he has gotten more done than almost any president. And he's done it by removing regulations. And he's done it by going, quote unquote, backwards right. from progression. And, and and it's like, okay, so here we are. I mean, the numbers don't lie, folks. You can go dig them up and you can try and manipulate them as much as you want. But we have the lowest unemployment rate in how long? Ever. I mean, ever. Almost ever. We're an actual net exporter of oil. We I actually mean, that, have... that alone. This is This is the craziest one. More than just oil and jobs being the job, the unemployment rate being super low, the minority unemployment rate is the lowest it has ever been. 
Right, which is why I think it's hysterical that people, and, and this is going to be a little bit of a soapbox here. How dare you claim that he is a racist? How dare you? Mm-hmm. When he's making more jobs for the the minorities. ethnic groups. The ethnic minorities. Um, than anyone else has ever done. And you're so clueless and so polarized and angry over something stupid that you're just going to label him a racist and dismiss everything he does. Well, and and this, I think this points a glaring finger at the fact that this whole issue of racism is an issue that is being perpetuated. It is a idea that's being perpetuated and it's being put on someone else so that we can't actually see that you guys, that these people over here, that these ones over here, they're actually the ones that are racist. Right, they're the because, ones that are the issue. Because, truthfully, <coughs> who who cares what, who cares what ethnicity you are? Who cares where you came from? I don't care. You're an American, you're not an American. You want to work a all job? That, all that matters to me is whether or not you're an American. That's the only thing. No, because there are people in our country that are not Americans, that have green cards, that are just... As willing to work. to work as everyone else. Right. And and the other side of that, and let me say this, is that people that have a green card pay taxes. Yes, they do. Right? Illegal don't. Nope. And so that's the that that's what the issues come down to. What but. what I'm what I'm getting at is that if if you're here and you want to work a job, great. Yeah. I'm not gonna you know, it's like the, the this whole idea that they have to that a big company has to have a quota. They have to have a certain number of African Americans. Oh, you're they have talking to have a affirm- certain number of You're Asians. talking affirmative action. And they have to have a certain Freaking number of garbage. Women. Garbage. And they have to have a certain number of this and a certain number of that. And it's like, you know what? We live in Prescott, Arizona, and there's not a lot of black people here. No, there's not. You know what that means? That means that if a black person applies for a job and ten white people apply for the job, the black person gets the, the job. The black person gets the job. Even, separate, if, even if he's not qualified. Separate from his criteria. Separate from the criteria required for the job. Yes. He will get the job simply on the basis of, of the color action. of his yeah. skin. Which is garbage. And that is actual racism. That is racism. That is literally what Martin Luther King Jr. was fighting against. Right. I have a dream. That one day a man will be judged by the content of his character and not by the color of color his skin. Of his skin. Yep. And yet here we are claiming that this is what Martin Luther King Jr. wanted. Oh, so far from it. And it's like, no, this is the exact opposite of what he wanted. So he wanted that guy who's the one black guy out of ten white people who is phenomenal at his job. Right. Who is ten times better than everyone else has way more qualifications. He wants him to get hired because he's qualified, because he's amazing, not because his skin color is darker than someone else's. Right, and and he was fighting against this whole thing because there were a ton of white guys that were purely getting the job just because they were white, absolutely, and were not qualified. And there were black guys that were helping him that were part of his movement that believed. That we should take over. You know, this is them. I'm speaking from them. We yeah. should take over and force these businesses to hire black people. That is why he said what he said. Because he had guys like Malcolm X in his, group. in his group. He had guys, 
you know, all of the these guys that are they are racist. Well, and this is the reason why he was assassinated. It is, and and if you think for a second that he was a, did did they ever did they know who killed him? I'm sure that someone knows. It's okay. one of those conspiracies. So let me throw my conspiracy out there. Okay. If you believe for a second that he was murdered by a white man, you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Because his polarization was against the blacks as much as it was against the yep. whites. Equality. Because it was equality. And Real they equality. wanted to take over. Yeah, they wanted to be superior. So my personal belief is he was killed by his own. I really believe that. And unfortunately, we see... And we will never know. We see stuff like that all the time. But we see it now, and we see our current culture, and we look at the black-on-black crime and all of these other numbers, and it's ridiculous. So um, because of uh, the earlier in today, um, we're going to have to end it there today because we have a gig to go to. And we've got to finish this recording and upload it. This is Pod Bros. We are Pod uh, Bros. A production of Sound Bros Productions. Indeed. If you liked what you heard, drop us a like. Follow us on Facebook. Facebook Podbean, Podbean. iTunes. Um, the uh, Patre- Patreon. 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 We're still working on the Patreon. I, I have to fill out a bunch okay. of We're still working on Patreon. Anyway. stuff for that to get paid. Um, so. If you but, didn't uh, like what we said tonight... Drop today. us a line anyway. Tell us anyway. <laughs> um, tell us what you think. Um, and one last time, Casey, seepage. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> anyway, I hope you learned something today. Remember. Because if you're not learning, you're dying. And stay alive. <laughs>